On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be live from Indie PopCon discussing Terror Squad from 1988, starring Chuck Connors and Ken Foray. Special guests for the episode, our producer, Creative Zombies' own Brad Shoemaker. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a bi-weekly movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film from cinema's past, considered but not limited to being a cult classic. As a disclaimer, each episode will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Episodes available on cultcinemacavalcade.com and iTunes. Like the show on Facebook and follow on Twitter at CC Cavalcade. For questions, suggestions, and all inquiries, contact us via mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Damn terrorists near destroyed my town and killed a lot of innocent people. I don't know how many of them are in that building or how they're deployed, but until the FBI gets here, I am running the show. Have you got that? Greetings, Indie PopCon food eaters and Corey Miller. We are <laughs> Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Corey's Big. eating food too. He's doing both. Thank He's you, Corey. Swallow, Corey. He's, he's stimulating go. the economy and being entertained. Yes. He's a champion of the human spirit. Thank you, Corey. This is our 52nd episode. This is our second Indie PopCon episode. We were here last year. And is anyone from Kokomo, Indiana out here? Okay. Has anyone here heard of Kokomo, Indiana? Hey! Yes. Look at that. We're not from there. He knows a bit about Kokomo. He's our guest, <laughs> Brad Shoemaker, who... We dropped the record. Who is uh, been running this podcast table all weekend, and he is from Creative Zombie Studios, but he's going to be talking with us about our movie that we're going to talk about today called Terror Squad from 1987, which was shot in Kokomo, Indiana. Well, it's not our movie. We didn't shoot it, but we no, watched it. No, it's not it. local. It's a studio production with <laughs> Chuck Connors. But first things first, if you listen to our show or you don't know, we, we are big fans of a man... They call Neil Breen. You see Neil? Say hi, Neil. Hi, Neil. He makes some marvelous disaster pieces. If you've ever been familiar with like Tommy Wiseau, The Room, this guy's even better than that. And if you think you've seen the worst movie ever, you're wrong. Neil Breen made it. If you haven't seen a Neil Breen movie, then shut up. Those are the worst movies. But Neil's about to make his fifth movie and we're fans of his. We've covered uh, three of his movies on our show, but we kind of need your help with getting his attention on things. We've tried to bring him on our show. He declined. Uh, But we think if enough people come together and help us tweet at Neil Breen and get his attention to put our show, Cult Cinema Cavalcade, at CC Cavalcade, in Neil Breen's new movie, maybe maybe he'll do something. Maybe it'll be a shirt someone's wearing. Well, Maybe. His movies have bizarre dialogue. He could fit our title in there somewhere. 
But yes, please get it going. It's been fun. We've been doing this for like a month, so he probably hates us, but maybe the hate will turn to love. But what else does he have to do? He only lives in Las Vegas. There's nothing to do there as far as I understand. True, true. And yeah, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at CC Cavalcade. On Instagram, CC Cavalcade. On Facebook, Colton McCavalcade. Yeah. All right. Anyways, without further ado, let's get to Terror Squad. And if you were coming for a tribute to the early 2000s uh, rap Latino supergroup with Big Punisher and Fat Joe, uh, that's down in Hall I. We are doing mm -hmm. the Kokomo, Indiana movie. All right. Although I understand that they are big fans of Kokomo, Indiana. And how can you not be after seeing such a, f a fantastic representation in Terror Squad? So, Colin, can you tell them a little bit about what ter what's Terror Squad about? A squad of Libyan terrorists infiltrate the city of Kokomo, Indiana and take over a nuclear power plant in Kokomo, Indiana. Did you just use the George W. Bush nuclear? Oh, uh, dear God. Just be glad I'm wearing pants. A counter-terrorist expert must stop them before they blow it up. Uh, Terror Squad is directed by Peter Maris, written by Mark Verheiden, and stars Chuck Connors, Bill Calvert, Carrie Wall, Cavi Rez, Joseph Nasser, and totally wastes Ken Foray of Dawn of the Dead fame. Uh, he's been in a lot of other things, but yeah. Yeah, the, the biggest badass in the movie is just... Relegated to, yes, sir. Yeah. Uh-huh, sir. Well, what do you think, sir? I heard this on the radio, Chuck Connors. What should I do, Chuck Connors? He doesn't use his name, Chuck Connors. That's unprofessional. And the guy who wrote this movie actually is still working. He has been writing episodes for Daredevil on Netflix, uh, the Battlestar Galactica reboot, Fallen Skies, Constantine, Smallville, and he wrote Time Cop, the Van Damme movie Time Cop. Uh, yeah, he must have learned lessons on Terror Squad because Time Cop is a bit better than this Kokomo, Indiana action movie. Yes. So, Brad, do you want to give us a bit of a background on what happened in Kokomo when this was... Uh, well, basically, I was eight years old when the movie was, uh, was being made, and I just remember for about three, four weeks, the entire town was taken over. I mean, it's a town of 50,000 people, but, you know, there's limited areas to really go to in Kokomo. And uh, my dad worked as a, uh, uh, an EMT. He was a volunteer EMT, so I got to be on the ambulance several times when it was happening. And, uh, yeah, it was... It was a, uh, I can't say the S word here. It was a blank show, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. We can edit it and, and we'll post get it like it never happened. Well, we could edit it, but the, the kids, you know, here at PopCon, I'm trying to be, trying to be nice on this R-rated movie. So we, the movie opens, it's got this, like, opening credits with, like, sh gunshots lettering it with, like, digital letters. Not, like, bullet holes digital, it looks, like a clock. Like it a looks like if there clock. was a gun that shot digital letters, that's what happened. <laughs> so we sweep over like farmland with the credits and stuff, and then there's this hyper synth score that would have fit like in Rocky Four really well, <laughs> but it's, it's here in Kokomo, Indiana. And when we, we start, we introduce the high school kids, which is like the Indiana version of the Brat Pack. Oh, yeah, this was the Breakfast Club the for breakfast Indiana. Club, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's the Breakfast Club plus a cheerleader. Yeah, and they go to detention. It's like, imagine the uh, Breakfast Club, but if the principal stayed in the room and yelled at the kids for the entire movie. That's who these people are. 
You get okay. So you have like a preppy couple. There's a jock football star, and he's being stalked by this cheerleader. Like she just she she kind of likes him. She wants she's, him. She's hungry for it. She's yeah. hungry for him. There's the super nerd who has like this computer screen. He's watching like a woman bounce up digital and down topless. boobs. Bouncy boobs. <laughs> yeah. It, this All was be- 80s digital. That's this, the beautiful thing. This yeah. was before uh, we had easy access to uh, pornography. This guy had to work for it. <laughs> and the jock guy, he's more interested in this normal girl, right? It's mm-hmm. Jennifer. She's just normal girl. The most boring on the uh, in, in the entire room. Yeah, we have a hip janitor who plays guitar with one of the <laughs> students, who I thought was a janitor himself. No. Lo and behold, he's a student. No, he's the Judd Nelson of the movie, Which, unfortunately. When they start the janitor scene, the two of them are playing really bad guitar. And when did everybody start hanging out in the janitor's closet? That's what I want to know. And dressing in the janitor uniform. The kids in the janitor uniform. Because the entire entire student. It's like the entire student body is sitting in there listening to these two jam out to what sounds like two people playing keyboard synthesizers. All these students said, hey, let's get together and hang out in the boiler room with the janitor. That's how Nightmare on Elm Street started. <laughs> yeah. Not a great idea, folks. And you're, th- this guy has clearly never played a guitar. He's playing a guitar with his thumb, kind of. I'm not even sure if he was hitting the strings. He just wiggled the guitar up and down. So in another part of the country, there are some terrorists having a rally with signs that say death to great Satan, but it's all in red, white, and blue. And uh, then we cut to the U.S.-Canada border where the, vi- the villains arrive on Dunes Beach, Indiana. Which means they came from Lake Superior somehow. Somehow. All the way through the Great Lakes systems just to get to Indiana. Those familiar, not familiar with Indiana, it does not border Canada. Just no, but I mean, no. the Great Lakes do. And the Great Lakes, I mean, we do have Dunes Beach uh, right there on the tip between, uh, just the tip, uh, between Michigan and Not very Indiana. well patrolled. No, apparently no, not. No, it is not. Because so, these guys... They bring an arsenal that would make Arnold Schwarzenegger blush. Which, by the way, thanks Canada for letting guys that look like this into the country. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> clearly have duffel bags full of, full of guns. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's there's no denying it. So all, all the previous uh, the kids, like I said, will go into detention where the teacher just doesn't like their funniness because and Dylan's a bad boy because he puts his seat, his feet on the chair. Oh my God. Feet, Dylan. Feet, Dylan. Yeah, he keep, they keep arguing about him putting feet on a desk, and I just think, pick your battles, teacher. And uh, Johnny then just, he is the janitor kid with the guitar, tries to impress the normal girl, and he plays some tunes, and the jock guy thinks he can play tunes by making fart sounds with his armpits, to which the nerdy guy says, he's only 17 and already the biggest a-hole in Indiana. I don't know. <laughs> You're all in competition for that kid. So. Yeah. Yeah. If he, uh, all, every person in this movie, I wanted to die. There's, there's not one person where I could root for. This is a movie with no heroes. There is, but we'll get to it later. Mm. All right. 
So the, the nerd guy, he's got a little mini computer, and he is getting hot to some aerobics videos. Would you even call it a mini computer? It was like one of those UHF, VHF, like TV things. Yeah. They, they keep into calling it a video game or a video computer or whatever they yeah. call it. And I'm like, it's, it's, a, it's a stupid TV from back in the day. I mean, you can't do anything on it besides watch. And also, what time of day is it where there's just aerobics videos all day long? That's all he's watching. Um, so the aerobics is interrupted by a news bulletin about increased security at the nuclear power plants in anticipation of a Libyan retaliation, which they're getting ready to retaliate. The guys on the boat are then what? giving a guy hugs before he takes a van that he's going to drive in there and go boom. I yep. love when they show that the uh, when they show the news clip of the guys uh, preparing their heightened security for the nuclear power plant. Mm -hmm. It's the exact same clip that you'll see when the terrorists drive up. They're doing the exact same <laughs> things, walking the exact same positions. It's like, man, the news cameras are right there to catch all, all of this awesome action that's about to happen. <laughs> so they tell the, the driver to go with God, and you're like, God is with yeah. us. Uh, apparently, the, the plan is to run this van into the nuclear reactor. You know, I've never been to a, power, a nuclear power plant, but I don't think the reactor is along a, a wall on the outside of the facility. That's got to be kind of secure, right? So they, they get, the others get in a car and drive by the gate and start just putting some fi like firing their guns all over, killing guards. And the suicide van driver makes a run for it, but he's shot up and the van blows up like 20 feet into the... I mean, you gotta, you got to be impressed. The security held. Yeah, they did hold the they security. Did. And that was after they fought off a rocket launcher. Yeah. It shut mother... I that basically it. just blew up the guard tower. That was all that mattered, you well, know. And they sh the first rocket they shoot, they shoot it at the gate, and it's just a chain link gate. That's all it is. And what ha they shoot a rocket at it, and then the doors just open, <laughs> like like the doors don't fly apart or like on the other side of the facility. It's and just this is a rocket open. that takes things down later in the movie. Yeah, a apparently, but not a gate. Apparently, the gate is made of animanthium. That's the only reason I can think that it barely moves. Or vibranium, so there's two options. So we then get introduced to Chuck Connors. Anybody remember Chuck Connors? Was he just the darling in Kokomo at the time? Were they just like, oh, man. <laughs> I didn't know who he was back then because I was eight. <laughs> so he's a uh, rock-jawed silver fox. Pretty much, yeah. He's going, and in this, yeah, this movie, he, uh, he's the, like the police captain, and he, we meet him getting some fast food, and he hears about the ter terrorists, and he decides to call all the cops. Which like, I love, the by cops. the way. They, they use the old movie pros. He just got his food. He's about to take a bite. <laughs> Can't even take the bite because he hears the uh, radio he announcement. The, Son of a... Right. Like the only, only thing that's missing is that he needs to be drinking a milkshake and then like a car goes by really fast and spills it all over himself. So th this now, we're, we're going to break into like... It's a 30... 35-minute car chase through Kokomo, Indiana. The, the first Through Kokomo, Indiana. Of the Not very exciting. <laughs> of the first 45 minutes of this movie, 30 of it is a car chase. The most boring backdrop for a car chase I may have ever seen. I think we've got a six-story building in Kokomo. <laughs> it's about <laughs> it. It goes, it's like Kokomo Town, farmland. Kokomo Town, farmland. And they just keep going back through. And that farm area is just like... This movie could have been called the Terror Squad, a journey through the back alleys of Kokomo. They never, 
Why did they go in circles through Kokomo? Why didn't they just drive out of I know. Kokomo? Well, like, it, 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 at any point in Kokomo, in 20 minutes, you're out of Kokomo. Why not just right. pick a road and just move? And we, while we, while we keep referring to it as Kokomo, it is Kokomo in the movie, too. Yes, it is. It is filmed in, in Kokomo as Kokomo. Mm-hmm. I bet audiences were thrilled with and that. And we know it's Kokomo because we see Kokomo comics in the downtown area. That's right. And so th- some highlights of this chase, because I'm not going to go play-by-play play it, but there's an old man crossing a street, and the terrorists run him over. He, like, flips over the car, and he's on the street, and, like, everyone in town square is like, oh, and they, they surround the guy. But then here comes Chuck Connors, our, our hero, hero policeman, and they scatter, and he runs over the guy. Like, to be just, fair, boosh. to be fair, he's trying to chase these hardened criminals but he, down. That guy might have been alive, and like, he couldn't see the guy because there were so many people in the street. Just I don't know, jaywalking. <laughs> but but he has knows. no remorse. He just ran the dude. He's like, well, it, it's like he aimed for the cluster of people. There's, there's, he doesn't even try to swerve the car. Like an old man, I better hit him. And so, like the terrorists then pull out their rocket launcher too. They have an endless supply of rockets and bullets no. in their car, and, no. they have, and they just start shooting stuff with the rocket They launcher. absolutely entered in the unlimited ammo code for that rocket yeah, launcher. They started, yeah, they started, it was like, press start, boom. Which yeah. I love the fact that the rocket is this, like, spiral thing. Oh, yeah. It doesn't straight shoot. Oh, no, it just spins out of control <laughs> at things. Uh, it's like a Zucker Brothers movie whenever the, the rocket shoots. So at the school, um, the kid watching the aerobics gets a news alert. This is my jam. No. I, I, you know, you just wait for the butterfly stretches part, right? Is that... <laughs> I don't. Just, just random, like... These just started opening fire on everybody around the courthouse. I will give props. The makeup's pretty decent on this movie. Mm-hmm. The making, In this <sighs> movie, oh, there yeah. are 12 car explosions... I'm sorry, no, 10 car explosions, a motorcycle, a bus, and a helicopter explode in this movie. One of my favorite parts is uh, Chuck Connors comes on the aftermath of the town square. He pulls up, and he gets out and says, Dear Jesus, call the FBI. We have a war on our hands. Which, by the way, might I point out that I think that is the very first time, maybe, maybe minus Twin Peaks, that uh, a local police chief has actively called in the FBI. Yeah. Usually they're like, what the hell are you guys doing here? And also, through the entirety of this movie, the FBI never show up. No. no. And, but they do get a helicopter to chase the, the, the terrorists while the, they're busy finding more cops. Uh, and <laughs> more the bodies. terrorists, they hide in a cornfield and then pop out and shoot a rocket right at the Which, you know, I've done, I've done many times myself when playing Grand Theft Auto, so. Sure. Does Kokomo, Indiana own helicopters? Not, well, I don't know. That came from out of, out of Though, yeah, the sheriff's department did have a helicopter back then, so yes. Okay. I, I don't think fig- they do now, but they did back then. I just figured there was one rich guy that just had a real uh, enthusiasm for helicopters. Well, and these were like the jankety helicopters, too. The ones that you really they always go up for tour groups and you never want to get on because they don't look like the ones in the movies that have, you know, the, the bigger propellers and the, I don't know. It just looked like it was the, they are going s- to fall out of the sky. They are, yeah, because there's no door on the side. They are slightly better than the helicopters from MASH. Yes. Slightly. And that was in, with the... <laughs> in Vietnam. So things are starting to go bad for the terrorists. Korea, they, I'm sorry. Things are starting to go bad for the terrorists. Uh, they they lose one of their members because he hops out of the car at some farm to yeah, shoot I, off the cops. I think he's trying to give them a chance to get away, but he never even does. because right. the ter- oh. I mean, they still follow the terrorists immediately. It's cops not like they lost them. them. And yeah, the cops saw him get out of the car. What was his plan? 
Yeah, they end up eluding police by like getting in front of a train stuff, but um, which, by the way, in front of the train, I got to tell you, Chuck Connors is like the calmest police chief ever. <laughs> his entire town has just been obliterated, and he's just shrugging his shoulders because him and the other cop are like across from the train and can't find the terrorists. All right, so Sorry. it's just another Tuesday for Chuck Connors. Yeah. Back in back in detention, the aerobics is over, and the nerd is caught again. The teacher warns him one more time; he's going to take it. And then he's mad about chewing gum. Like, this teacher just sucks. And Johnny's being the desk. And then Dylan doesn't have a, a book, so he tries to give him one, and there's gum in it. But as he's, as he's seeing the gum, the terrorists bust in yes. and wait. Time out. Who's paying attention? Who's still with us? Who's there? Who likes contests? Well, now it counts from now. From now, from here, the first person to tweet this to, and, and that we see on our Twitter account, get this, I have a couple free digital movies for you that you will have. Colin will keep track of it. So first person to tweet that, you'll get a prize. And now, back to Terror Squad. <laughs> All right, so back in detention, we got the terrorists busting in. And they force everyone to stay in their desks, and they grill the teacher hard. Yeah. Like, no one's at school but this detention class. Like, principal's gone. Don't know what day it is, what time it is. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And then the, the main terrorist says they are here to avenge America for bombing their country, but not to hurt students. We it's may have killed your entire town square, but we... Yeah, they yell about how peaceful they are. Meanwhile, they've murdered... 50 Including people. children. There have been close-ups of children getting mowed down. Yeah. They're, and if you... If, their plans for peace are to blow up a nuclear facility. And if you'd basically just walked into the movie at this point, you get sympathetic to this guy. The mm. main guy. The main terrorist. Not, the, not his friend. Oh, yeah. His friend's the hothead. But he's the guy that's like, we got hostages. We're not trying to kill the hostages. <laughs> We're... Oh, yeah. If you started the movie before seeing him murder everyone, yeah. yes. Yeah, if you start the movie great. 45 minutes in, then you I killed suppose killed my family, so. my daughter, da-da-da. You know. By the way, I, I like to point out that this head uh, terrorist, he is part Sasquatch. He, yes. He makes Robin Williams look smooth. There's just a, a carpet all over his body. Like, he must like have to wake up every morning and comb his arms. There's so and I much hair on that dude. I believe he used to be in like one of the uh, 80s hospital shows, too. So Hair hospital? Is that what <laughs> he was in? <laughs> he was a doctor, but I don't remember. So Dr. Hair? Than Ken Foray worked after this? Wow. <laughs> oh, by the way, we've seen, have we seen Ken Foray in this well, movie we, yet? We have seen Ken Foray, but there's nothing to talk about because all he does is go, yes, sir. Uh-huh, sir. This, this is yep. the guy that delivered the awesome line from uh, Dawn of the Dead, when there's no more room in hell, the dead shall walk the earth. You've got that person on the payroll, and he's just, uh, hey, uh, Chuck Connors, uh, I got a call from the FBI. What do you want to do? That's every scene he's That's in. every scene he's in. Uh, so in the, ter- uh, the detention, uh, Dylan, or the Johnny, the cool kid, calls the, uh, the terrorist camel jockeys and tells them to get lost, and he gets a butt of a gun right in his face, which I'm like... Yeah, uh, when I saw that, it's like, kind of an like you're not done, ter- shoot him. He called you a terrible name. And that main terrorist, sweaty pits. Oh, like, yeah. Like, beyond sweaty pits. It's like he sprayed himself down before every take. <laughs> so the police finally figure out they're at the high school, and the terrorists then realize, hey, we have leverage. We have kids in here. We, we need that. And Chuck Connors gives them, like, two minutes to bring the 
bring everybody out, but he doesn't know they have hostages at the time. And the, the terrorist then demands that he has a bus pulled up to the back door, a jet to the airport, and both with full tanks of gas, and get rid of that helicopter too, or he kills students, which, good on him to think of the yeah. gas, you know? Yeah. Good on him. Also, so uh, this is another scene where Chuck Connors is leaning against a car. Uh, there must have been something in his contract where he said, if I'm not sitting in the car, I'm leaning against yeah, the car. Yeah, every scene is behind the wheel or leaning on the, uh, leaning on the car. He's like, I'll, I'll be in your movie, but I don't want to move a whole lot. I'm not an Olympian. I'm Chuck Connors. Chuck Connors. So, <clears throat> Chuck Connors, there's a SWAT guy who is like, arguing with Chuck Connors about, like, we would just bust in and, and do this, and Chuck's like, no, think of the kids. Yeah, the SWAT team of Kokomo, Indiana? Mm-hmm. Which we do have one. Oh, yeah? Is it, it more than... It does s- exist. Well, I don't appara- think it ever gets used, but it does exist. <laughs> well, I hope there's more than six people, because that's what the SWAT team is in this movie. Six people. I am pretty sure the van that you see that says SWAT, the, the uncool one that's white and just has letters that look yeah. like they were taped mm-hmm. up there... Yeah, that's our, that's our SWAT team. It looks like an ice cream van they repurposed. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's so, what they do during the week when they got nothing else to do. They sell ice cream to kids. <laughs> so They're not busting terrorists. They're selling ice cream to children. No, they're probably Kokomo. selling drugs to kill children. But, you know. City of first. So there's a, the SWAT guy wants to put a bug on the bus, which not a bad idea, but Chuck Connors gets up in arms about it. And uh, the, the kids write their own names on papers, too. Which, if which, you think about it, an 80s bug is probably like an amplifier somewhere sitting in the room. Is there a football yeah. sitting It's about there. that size, yeah. Which, is by the, the okay, speaker? I know this is, I know we've passed this, but the, the guitar playing again. Because yeah. when, when Dylan first walks in <laughs> and starts playing guitar, you hear these synth sounds coming in. So it sounds like he's playing a synthesizer, not a guitar anyway. Yeah. Where's the amplifier? Where's the power cord? Guitars don't work that way. Sound does not come out of an electric guitar without something to project it. Have you seen the Jonas Brothers live? No, I have not. (laughs) You have. For for my understanding, the Jonas Brothers are huge Terror Squad fans. It's just on their tour bus all the time. That's what they do. so when they're talking about the bugs, like Chuck Connors likes to prove he's like hip with movies because he's like, what is this, Mission Impossible? And then he says they can, uh, he can do the negotiation because I've seen a dog day afternoon. Three times, I believe. Three times, yeah. So he says he'll trade the bus for a hostage, and the hair terrorist is like, no, no, no. So, <laughs> and the students, I wish he just, I wish that was an actual quote. No. 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 The, uh, the students the also talk a lot of smack to the terrorists, and then they, and they get they ended up like beating the kids and the the cheerleader then asked to go to the bathroom and they're like you can go with jamal and she's like ah, i'll hold it because jamal's the crazy terrorist you can tell because he does he has crazy eyes which we also i think we reveal at this time that the high school's name is who's your high school which is awesome because if you look at all the uh, jackets and any of the stuff like she's wearing a who's your high school cats mm-hmm. with a k because kokomo is weird and we do the kokomo cats um, but there's big K's on all the letter jackets, which totally says Hoosier High School. Absolutely. That's like... Luckily, uh, go- it's not the Kokomo Kitchen Cats. That would be a problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Hoosier High School is pretty good, but I prefer the, the Ohio uh, school, uh, the Buckeye High School. That's my favorite. Buckeye High School. <laughs> or the Wolverine High School in Michigan. So Chuck- or any other regional name for a state. High school is my favorite. Uh, Chuck Connors tells Ken Foray not to tell anything to the press because they wouldn't know about the town square being 
Yeah. Well, I, maybe the press got shot up in the town square. I don't. <laughs> it's possible. They probably bust people in to be shot. So when they're going to draw names to see which kid will get killed first, uh, the jock, Johnny, and the geek make a run at Jamal, the terrorist, and they bolt for it, and he chases just firing randomly down the hallways of the school at the kids. Which, the fact that he's got a gun that's that powerful and fires that quickly and he misses them on foot, and, and, Chuck and they're like, running upstairs. I mean, come on. Chuck Connors got the makeup. He's like, what's going on in there? And the terrorist is like, oh, everything's fine. Situation normal. Just... Stepped on a gun, something. How are how are you? And, and Chuck Connors like those bastards got us by the balls. <laughs> Do they, Chuck Connors? Just go in. Like if, if Chuck Connors knew who these kids were, he would gladly just like you know what. They're we'll real... sacrifice them for the rest of the city. <laughs> That's right. They're real pant loads. They, they don't just deserve killed this. fifty people out there. We can sacrifice five more. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. Wait, that Dylan kid's in there. He's a turd. Let's get rid of him. That's our chance. And they're waiting on confirmation for the jet because they have the bus, but Chuck Connors is like, hey, stop the bus. We wait on the jet. And Jamal returns saying he lost the boys in the halls. And then the terrorists tell Chuck Connors and the group outside that, uh, or tells the kids if they try anything again, that they'll all die. And then he, he reveals to them he had a ta- daughter that was two killed by America. The whole country. The whole country. Came we together. all like at, in 1987, everyone from the country went over, found his daughter, and killed her. And killed her. So I know. I was part of that. You were, <laughs> you yeah. were part of that. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the boys, the guys who ran away, the jock, the nerd, and Johnny, uh, they're ready to leave, and the jock kid just takes off. He's like, "Well, I'm out." And then the nerd says, "No, we need to help the others." And Johnny's like, but we don't have any guns. So he tells, he takes him to the shop class. Well, the jock doesn't run out. The jock, remember, the well, jock he, is... Well, you think he runs. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. The no, jock no. the entire time, remember, he got hit in the face. Mm-hmm. He is playing like he's passed out Oh, was he? Unconscious. I thought he ran out no, with no, Johnny. No, 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 he's that. unconscious. Okay. The, the, now, jo- the jock is the jigsaw of this movie. The funny thing is... The funny thing is, when he got knocked out, he was actually face up and still looking at everybody. But then when, you know, later on, he's yeah. face down. And, yeah. well, he's and that's sli- not the worst continuity problem. No. He's, <laughs> no, God. no. Well, he Far sleeps on his it. stomach, to be fair. Probably. Okay. But I love that this nerd is very A-team. Yes. I mean, he's awesome. Yeah. He goes to shop class and constructs a crossbow. <laughs> Which you think there's yes. going to be some big moment, but we'll, we'll talk that about it That kid would be on a list today. And also, in school. at that point, he's also trying to talk Dylan into staying. Which, yeah. when does the nerd ever talk somebody else into staying? They're the ones trying to run away, right? Mm-hmm. Right. This and is the first movie and ever. Johnny Bales. And or is the, Johnny? I keep saying yeah, Dylan. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, the, yeah. the leader, Johnny Dylan. Nobody that's his cares. Name, that sounds yeah. real. The, sure. the leader says that the bus isn't there. In one minute, he kills someone. And then Johnny comes across the old janitor. The, oh, yeah. The janitor got shot up. The that old was man. A, yeah, the nicest I guy in the entire... Yeah, yeah. He got shot up and... <laughs> And Johnny finds his body and gets upset. It's it a turning ma- point. It doesn't make any sense why the janitor is shot, because they're all in the classroom, they're being threatened by the terrorist, and then you just hear a harmonica, and then the terrorists turn around and just shoot him. Wouldn't you if you heard a harmonica? Well, yeah, to be <laughs> fair, yeah. But why was he just walking around? He wasn't even walking around playing the harmonica. It's like he walked into the doorway like, hey, you're all being held hostage. How about a little music? 
No, he, he doesn't know his friend Johnny's in there. They just played guitar. He was going to hang out. He's not curious about the people holding guns to the children. So the ter- he, he loves music. He's a blues man. The, uh, the terrorists meet some opposition, and they hurt the punk girl's leg, and then cold cock the teacher, which he's bleeding from the head, and then he's, he's dead. dead. It is the, well, again, there's a lot of, see, city of first. There's a lot of first in this movie. The nerd <laughs> up is part of the uprising. He's, he's the one leading it. Mm-hmm. You've got the guy that gets knocked out and dead by one blow, which has never happened in a movie before, I don't believe. Minus maybe uh, when they go against Russia Jason and, and takes Rocky Manhattan. Four, but Jason and the jock okay, on yeah. top of the building. He right, punches his right. head off with one punch. There you go. And there's that Rocky Four movie that yeah, people just, die. But <laughs> uh, typically it takes more than one blow to the head to knock somebody out or kill somebody. I mean, when you're going for harsh realism like yeah, Terror that, Squad. Well, that, that teacher is everything that you hate about teachers. He's the, the biggest stereotype. He is uh, just like a middleman and a bureaucrat okay, and a bully. Okay, here's where I have to disagree. I think he's the fuck. He, he's the hero of the movie. Excuse no. me. Um, he's the guy. Okay, so as much as you hate him at the beginning, and throughout the he's, movie, throughout the movie, he's the one saying, "Take me, let them go, don't or let the ladies go." He's the one trying to, "Hey, don't do anything." He's calming the class down. He all of a sudden flips around, and is doing really well for the kids. He's the only one standing up for them while they're trying to be jerks and. But he doesn't com- like chewing gum and feet on tables. I understand so that. I understand that. There, but, you know, he, he got it. Comes you know what? The Breakfast Club was wrong. <laughs> the principal was right. <laughs> You're Ferris the villain, Bueller Brad. was wrong. You're the principal villain. was right. He was just doing his job. <laughs> so, anyway. um, they decide to just take Jennifer hostage, and then the jock rises up and starts fighting them, and he he grabs a gun points at the terrorist. We hear gunshots from outside. You're like, wow. It's the cutaway of death. Every time, the, <laughs> every time a camera does this, you've got the good yep. guy aiming down the bad guy, getting ready. I mean, he aimed the gun, had time to make the grimace like he was firing the gun, yet he didn't pull the stupid trigger, yep. and they cut away. So you and know he, it's bad. He comes back. He's, he's dead. Um, he's full of bullet holes. The terrorist apologizes to Chuck Connors, <laughs> saying, okay, I killed someone, but I'm o- so I'm only going to take one hostage on the bus. Once again, nicest terrorist ever. <laughs> yeah. Like my bad, Chuck Connors. Uh, the terrorist and Jennifer come out, and there's like a stare down with the SWAT team as they get on the bus. The, the, I'm going to note this. The big, long, yellow bus yes. at this time. Bus the big, 52, by the long, way. yellow bus at this time. And then the terrorist gets shot in the back with an, uh, an arrow from the crossbow. The nerd <laughs> has his day. It only seems to like slightly stop the guy. He's like, oh, well, okay, get on the bus. <laughs> what an inconvenience this has been for me. <laughs> and on the bus, uh, Jamal pulls out the arrow, and he drives the bus away, and the nerd cries like, Johnny, why wouldn't you help us? But guess what? Johnny is on the roof of the school and leaps onto the top. Of which, the big, long, yellow bus. Which makes the nerd happy. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. cheers. Yeah. You do it, Johnny. And, I don't and care what happens. To I which, was hoping he would, like, fall off the bus. To which, to which Chuck Connors sees and goes, sweet Jesus. <laughs> He's and then he says, let's just, let's just follow him. And <laughs> that's the last we see of Chuck Connors. Yeah, it is. Because we get in another chase with a bus as the terrorists are trying to get to the airport. And Johnny's, like, on the bus. The big, long, yellow bus. And he's climbing atop it. He gets down to the like the back, and they shoot a rocket at the Which, door. Which, by the way, every you know 
every scene where somebody's on top of something or crawling over something, the school bus has got to be the worst for hand-holding anything. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. nothing to hold on to, and yet he's crawling all over this thing like he's Spider-Man. Yeah, and then he gets under the bus yeah, yeah. and comes up to the front of the bus, and there's a train coming, and Jamal notices Johnny on the front of the bus starts swerving, and Johnny rips off the rear-view mirror on the side and stabs yeah. Yeah. After the he, guy. After he climbed on top of the bus, crawled under the bus, crawled in front of the bus, he still had the strength to rip a rear-view mirror off a bus. You know, I've never driven a bus. I gotta imagine that they just can't be pulled off by the strength of a teenager. You know what? It is Kokomo. We didn't really have a lot of money to put towards the school system, so we just sort of... You funneled, funneled it all into we didn't, the uh, we SWAT didn't fix, team? We didn't fix the shoddy mirror, obviously. Well, obviously, sure. And so this big, long, yellow bus goes to crash into the train and becomes a short yellow bus as oh, it yeah. crashes through the train and flips upside down with Jennifer inside. Good one, Johnny. Oh, yeah. But it went from this to this. And it's not just like, oh, you know, quick cutting, we can work around it. Like, no. There's, there's no full, disguising it. There's a full no. shot They should the have started bus. with the short bus. It would have made more sense. Except for, I guess, it would have been less of an action scene for what Johnny kind of to climb sorcery, across. What kind of bus magic sorcery do you have in Kokomo? That's uh, We call that uh, no budget, and we got one <laughs> shot to get this right. <laughs> and the long bus one didn't work. I'm guessing the long bus trying to jump it through a train's not a great idea. So Jennifer's trying to get out. She's, she survived the bus crash. She's trying to get out. and she's Nobody grabbed, else did, right? She, yeah. She's grabbed by Jamal, who Johnny breaks it up, and the two fight as Jennifer finds the gun on the ground and shoots the guy down as he's pulling, Jamal's pulling a grenade, and Johnny and Jennifer... Oh, and he's got the blood face, too. He's got beautiful. the blood face. They escape the bus before it explodes... And she's like, they, they refer to an earlier line in the movie where he goes, does this mean I can walk you home now? And she goes, will you serenade me? And they watch as the bus burns, and it freeze frames on Johnny looking super confused and Jennifer looking super upset as the credits start rolling up the screen. Like, he's like, like what? So, how did it turn to the short bus? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, how did he's thinking the same thing we all are. What the <laughs> hell know? was I just in? Which, by the way, something that we didn't even... So I was listening to the sound, to the score, the beautiful, wonderful synth score mm-hmm. uh, of almost every 80s movie. And did you notice that this is almost a direct rip off the Halloween theme? Yes. Yeah, minus, yeah. minus a couple variations here and there, it goes do-do-do-do, then it's something else, and then comes back to it. It's... Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. What is my bus? It's coming. It's coming. Okay, so right now, this is the part in our episode, at, at the end of every episode, we rate the movie we just watched. And as we are a cult cinema cavalcade, we keep things nice and culty. So we have options. There's three options. There's stay with your family, which means you didn't go out in Kokomo that fateful day in 87 to Town Square. You're, you're not going. You're not recommending this movie at all. Converted, which means you might, you might want to go to Hoosier High School, join a join the cheerleading squad or something like that, which you kind of like the movie, but not like too much. And drinking the Kool-Aid, which means you're full Chuck Connors in this. You're going you're gonna to solve this terrorist case. So, Brad Shoemaker, how do you rate Terror Squad? Uh, normally, I would probably say stay with your family, but because I was part of it, because I was there, it's always going to be a good memory in my heart, even though the movie sucks. <laughs> it's, but that's the beauty of it. This thing is so laughable that watching it is just fun. 
I mean, you need to get it with your friends. It's almost like the room. Bring your friends. Start making fun of it as it's happening, and it's a beautiful experience. So I'm I'm not con converted, but or what? It, what what's the uh, middle one? Converted. You're, yeah, you're I'm converted. converted. Yeah. I'm converted. I'm not I'm not gung ho, but I'm converted. Our producer does not understand <laughs> our writing <laughs> systems. He listens, really. Uh, uh, Cullen. Uh, well, if you are a Kokomo native, it could be fun. Uh, <laughs> if you've driven through Kokomo, even that. Uh, Which, okay. Not a, not a great watch. You're, you did bring up something that none of us tackled. Okay. Up until they did the little, uh, the little skirt around Kokomo yeah. uh, with US-31. Mm-hmm. Where in the heck did the uh, terrorist find that much open space in Kokomo without stoplights everywhere? Yeah, exactly. Uh, th yeah, they don't run into any other cars. No. Like you said, it's a town of 50,000 people. I don't believe there's that many people in the town square, but there's got to be someone driving a car around that place. Oh, there were. The two old ladies. Yeah, there... There are two old ladies in this movie during this car chase. They're driving like a Duesenberg. What the? Do they just have access to that car? Let's throw a couple of old ladies in here. Let's stretch this chase scene even longer. Stupid. Bad choice. Because the first 45 minutes of the movie, again, a car chase. And then after that, it's just a hostage situation in a room with Chuck Connors leaning against a car. I don't know, maybe he had asthma or emphysema from smoking too much because there's no way he didn't smoke all the time. Look at the guy. Uh, but the, uh, the, the, there's no likable character in the movie. The car chases suck. And they ripped off the music. So I stay with my family on this movie. <laughs> Brandon, how do you rate Terror Squad? There, there are highlights in Terror Squad. The, sh the long bus, short bus is the, the ultimate must-see, but you have to stay to the very end of the movie to see the long bus, short bus thing. Uh, there's some, there's some eye-opening choices made that you don't expect going through. Uh, it, I, I'm almost, I was almost converted on some of the things, but I'm going to stay with my family because back in high school, Cullen and I made this movie in like 10 minutes, and this one squeezed it an extra 80 minutes. Um, yeah, we, but, yeah. We, we put more mo uh, plot into 10 minutes than they did in an hour and a half. Oh, Do you have that one on YouTube yet? We don't have it on YouTube. Because that should be part of the fun addendum fact, to this. Fun fact, Cullen and I made this movie in high school that featured uh, a terrorist group uh, taking over a high school to kidnap a governor in 1990. We started it in 98. In 99, we, we brought it out and we showed it you know, to our school, to like the fanfare, and we took it to com competitions. And... Um, it was a student-made film starring students as terrorists. And then the week of our state competition, a little thing called Columbine happened. And uh, Colin and I got put on Columbine watch for making that movie. So we were like, watch those two kids. The, yeah, the week before, we had uh, teachers openly helping us. We had, like, keys to every room in the school. Oh, yeah. They were like, oh, you guys make that look. That looks like a real gun. Yeah, that's cool, man. And then, then it was like, who are those kids? By the way, if you're going to end on the downer like that, then I might as well throw in that the uh, courthouse that you see featured in Kokomo, yeah, uh, the very next year had a bomb in it. So oh, okay. It's, uh, <laughs> what a delightful Ter ending to the episode. <laughs> Terror Squad, the real yes. story. Speaking of, let's go on a high note. Cullen, who won the Twitter contest? Well, the first one to, to, uh, to tweet was, uh, was kind enough was the incomparable... Corey Shake and Bake Miller. Corey Shake and Bake Miller. 
Congratulations. Congratulations, you, Corey Shake and Bake Miller. You win you whatever win. Brandon has in his hand. Whatever I have in my hand. So, also, yes, thank you. We are Cult Cinema Cavalcade. We have episodes drop every other Monday. We, we try to give you time to watch a movie before listening to us, but sometimes listening to us is way better than watching some of the movies. And... <laughs> This is one of those rig- movies. This is one of those movies. Yeah. Maybe, maybe our conversation was better. I don't, I don't know that. But um, we featured varied guests, different themes sometimes. We go all over the board. We stick in the 80s a lot sometimes. But No, they're the ones that made the most crap. So. Mm-hmm. We are coming up. We've been around for two years. But you can check us out on Twitter. CC Cavalcade. And Instagram. CC Cavalcade. Tumblr. We don't have a Tumblr. We're not on Tumblr. Facebook, CultCinemaCavalcade.com, uh, CreativeZombieStudios.com, iTunes, wherever you find podcasts, type in Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Guess what? There are no other Cult Cinema Cavalcade, so we're going to come up. If you can't find the show, that's on your head. Okay. Who's still with us that was there from the beginning? <laughs> Thank you. Who, who walked in and said, what the paid. hell is this? So, <laughs> who, ma- <laughs> who managed to eat and ignore the whole thing? You're my favorite. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Thank you for sticking with us. Check us out on Mondays. Um, subscribe and, you know, interact. We like to interact on Twitter. We take suggestions for movies you want to see us do, too. So, And oh. we're at the Indie Podcast booth. Does so if you didn't like to... it, you can come up to us. If you liked it, you can come up to us. Whatever you need to do. Is he required to put spoiler alert on his uh, costume? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no crap. <laughs> Here we go. All right, well, thank you. Up next is somebody. somebody. Not us. Dark Fry. <laughs> Dark Fry. Yes. We took our picture yeah. with him down there. Yes. Master Blaster, yes. Yeah, yeah. Master Blaster is in the building, everyone, so check him out. Who runs Popcon Town? <laughs> Who runs Popcon Town? If I do not see a bus in exactly one minute... I will kill a hostage! On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we're going back to Breensville. Yes, we built it up, we've talked a lot, but we're going to have a week of Neil Breen as we discuss his fourth film, Pass Through. We also have a special bonus Neil Breen thing for you coming that same week, but we'll talk about it in the next episode. Thank you for everyone for listening. Thanks to those of you who came out and actually saw the Indie PopCon show. And thanks to Carl Doninger, who puts together Indie PopCon. We had a fantastic weekend. If you follow us on any of our social media outlets, we look forward to further endeavors with Indie PopCon. Also, we look forward to next time. But first, stay tuned for the trailer for Pass Through, the trailer that actually trails. I am not of this earth. I am artificial intelligence from far into the future. I have taken on this human body in order to communicate with the humans. I can move from one time plane to another. I can't go. Many things are going to change now. I'm going to eliminate hundreds of millions of the human species. 
and those causing the wars have vanished. You are not going anywhere! I can manipulate the planes of space and time. Accountants and CEOs are missing. It's as if all the harmful people on Earth are disappearing. Lead a revolt against the politicians, the corruption, and the injustices that we all know. Isn't that betraying the public's trust? If it can be destroyed by the truth, it deserves to be destroyed by the truth. Human evolution has ended, and there can be no further advancement. The turning point is now. The cleanse has begun. I lived to see it. The primitive humans must continue the cleanse in order to survive as a species. Thank you for listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. You can find more of Cullen's work on the Creative Zombie Studios Network and on Twitter at my name is Cullen. You can find more of Brandon's work at whysoblue.com and on Twitter at btpeters. Podcast produced by Brad Shoemaker. Edited by Brandon. Narration by Becky. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf found on the freemusicarchive.org network. The movie in today's discussion is property of its respective studio and no infringement is intended. Please remember to leave us an iTunes rating and review. Join us again in two weeks for the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Walk you home now. Will you serenade me? I'll think about it. <laughs>